Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, now we're to Sean Hannity Show. Thanks for being with us. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, let's get right to it. We have uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, a great state of Ohio, is uh, with us. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, Congressman, we just played your governor, Mike DeWine, uh, updating everybody uh, as to what is going on in terms of this this chemical well, first, the, the the train derailment that led to the release of these chemicals uh, in East Palestine uh, in Ohio uh, sounds pretty dire and dangerous. And, and nobody seems to have answers as to what what the long term impact of this is going to be. Yeah, we're, we're watching it, too, Sean. Now, this is on the other side of the state from from the 4th District of Ohio, which I get the privilege of representing. But I, I spoke of this earlier this morning with uh Congressman Bill Johnson, uh, a colleague of ours, and, and ask him about it. And of course, he's he's monitoring. He feels uh, like there's you know they're 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 beginning to get some answers here, and I know he's watching it closely. But uh, yeah, this is it's it sure seems serious for goodness sake. Um, and I think that's how it should be treated. I don't I don't know if that's how the transportation tech, secretary is treating it, but I, I know uh, the 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 folks I've talked to today they're they're treating this very seriously, and we we hope it's going to be safe for the folks who live in that part of our state. Well, Pothole Pete, the transportation secretary, was nowhere to be found in the middle of this. Uh, he's telling jokes yesterday about balloons and and jokes about there's too many white construction workers. No, I don't. I don't get that. I mean, this is a serious situation for this community. It's right on the Pennsylvania Ohio line. I think it's like a mile or two inside our our great state. And obviously, it's serious for the folks who live there. My understanding is there have been lots of some some animals have lost their lives and. And obviously, we're concerned about uh, more concerned, of course, about the impact it could have on on people's breathing and, and impacts it could have on on humans. So, um, look, we, we got to take this seriously and, and and get the answers in. 
and see what uh, see what happens here. Let's get to some of the other issues of the day. Um, I'm having a hard time reconciling the fact that we've had we had an eight day period in which four objects were, were fired from the sky. Uh, one we know to be a Chinese spy balloon that was allowed to fly over American airspace in Alaska down the coast of the west coast of Canada into Idaho over our missile silos, uh, nuclear missile sites, IBCBM sites in Montana down to Kansas, Missouri, up to Kentucky, out to the Carolinas, and then finally shoot it down. And we have no information on, on anything regarding the other three uh, objects that our military uh, shot down, none whatsoever. We're just told that it's it's safe and it's not bad, and it's likely that the objects uh, were likely benign, according to John Kirby just a little while ago, and Biden officials claiming uh, that these last three didn't belong to China. Well, where's that information coming from? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just just give us the facts, give us the truth. But I do think it's interesting. So the one that we knew was from China. Oh, it gets to fly clear across the continental United States. We know it's it's surveilling us. We know it's a test. We know it's trying to embarrass us. It gets to go clear across the country, and then you shoot it down. And then the three we don't know about, you shoot them down right away. Or at least that's what it appears. We got a unclassified briefing today from uh, from folks um, the, the, the Congress did, and I don't know if I knew much more after the briefing than I knew before. They didn't really tell us anything. So um, I always say, you know, we're we're big boys and girls. We're Americans. Our government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. So let we the people know what the heck is going on. Uh, that that's that's how it's supposed to operate in our great country, but uh, we don't seem to be getting many answers from these folks. Kirby, the last three objects that Biden shot uh, down, uh, ordered shot down, were most likely benign. What does most likely benign mean? How does he know it's most likely benign? What is it? I mean, that's a guess on his part. What, to put Americans' minds at ease? I don't need my mind put at ease. I want to know what it was. Yeah, so the, again, the things that were benign, you shoot down. The thing that was spying on us, you let fly clear across the country. Now, where, Makes sense. Maybe there's, a, maybe, maybe there's a valid reason for that. But if so, tell us. Again, this is America. This is the United States of America. We have a constitution. It's supposed to be that we the people are supposed to know. So fill us in, for goodness sake. Tell, Tell the representatives, the folks who represent folks in Congress, so that we can tell the people we get the privilege of serving but don't keep us in the dark. This, the more I think about this, it just drives me nuts because this is how all too often government, the unaccounted people who never put their name on the ballot, they get to be in the know, but we the people don't. That, that is not how this country is supposed to operate. And it ticks me off, and I know it ticks off the folks that I get to represent. You know, it ticks me off, too. So count me as, as one of the folks you represent because I don't really have representation. Uh, you may not know this. George Santos happens to be my congressman. Uh, <laughs> Lucky me. Uh, but uh, on, on a serious note, so you're head of the House Judiciary Committee, and you've been trying to get to the bottom of really serious charges and questions and and a reality that I believe has emerged in this country, which I didn't think was possible, and that is that what should be the world's premier law enforcement agency, the FBI, has been politicized. You have already had testimony from whistleblowers. There's testimony from dozens more, is my understanding. Yep. Um, and you have been seeking information uh, as it relates to, you know, whether or not the DOJ is weaponized, the FBI is politicized, 
And my understanding is Director Ray and Attorney General Garland uh, are refusing to turn over information pertinent to your oversight investigation. What's the latest? Yeah, they keep dragging their feet trying, <clears throat> and, and not letting us have access to information that we think we, we should, whether it's the school board issue or any other issue. We have deposed. We've had two transcribed interviews with two FBI agents who came to us as whistleblowers. Uh, both have been very informative. The third is tomorrow. So we will continue to interview these these brave men and women who worked in the FBI who have now come forward. The one we interviewed last week, the retaliation that this individual received is just unbe- unbelievable. Uh, the the very first one who came to us, though, Sean, you had uh, you had uh, broke this some of this news on your on your show last week because this guy's went public to to John Solomon. But it was interesting. He worked in the Boston field office. He said he got a call from the Washington field office where they said, hey, there's, there were two busloads of people who came down for the January 6th rally. And, and two of those individuals who organized it were, were on, you know, we have them pictures of them in the Capitol. We want you to open an investigation. The Boston field office said, fine, we'll do that. But then there were 138 others who were on that bus. And the Washington field office said, we want you to open an investigation to those people. And, and, and the Boston field office said, well, okay, but why? And they said, well, we just want you to. And they said, well, you got evidence of them being in the Capitol, them doing anything wrong. And they said, no, we don't have evidence of that, but open investigation. And, and to their credit in Boston, they said, no, we're not going to do that. That is First Amendment protected activity. You can go to a rally in this country and speak up in a political fashion, and you don't get investigated for doing so. But that's what the Washington field office was, was trying to do, according to this whistleblower, who under oath gave us that information. So, that, again, just shows you the mindset of the folks in D.C. as compared to the good agents across this country, who I know you support, who are doing the Lord's work out there. That is the difference, and that's what we're trying to uncover and then have legislation to change that kind of stuff. So your tandem investigations, uh, yours is into the FBI and the DOJ and whether or not we have a dual justice system and whether or not the system is politicized. I don't have any doubt that that's the case. Jim Comer in the Oversight Committee, he, too, has been having difficulty. Uh, Apparently, Hunter Biden's attorneys are refusing to hand over information that is needed for their investigation into the the financial dealings of Hunter Biden with foreign uh, entities and whether or not the president himself, Joe Biden, lied to the American people when he said he'd, he'd never had any discussions with the American people. I'm sorry, with Hunter Biden about these foreign business deals. Uh, I think the American people have a right to know. Of course they do. But I tell you who is changing their tune, and that's Mr. Clapper. Because suddenly he's saying now, well, no, no, I didn't really mean. When we said this has all the earmarks of a, of a Russian information operation, he's now saying, well, I, I said it could be. I didn't say for sure. He's changing his tune, which is amazing because that sure, certainly wasn't what he was saying in October of 2020 and certainly wasn't what the mainstream press was reporting in October of 2020. But I see that story out today in Fox News where, where, they're, where, where he's suddenly like, oh, I don't know for sure. It, 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 it could have been. It could have been a Russian misinformation operation and not just really a legitimate laptop. So uh, it's, I think I find that interesting how, how he's changing his story. But, yeah, Mr. Comer is working on getting to the bottom of all that information. He wants those suspicious activity reports that supposedly there are 150 of them that the Treasury Department has. I'd like to understand, especially in light of the administration's handling of Russia and China, right now the administration put out a, a warning yesterday, our State Department put out a warning telling every American in in Russia to leave immediately as they believe with the escalation and conflict with Ukraine that Americans potentially could be subject to kind of like the Brittany Griner treatment. And that is, you know, false arrest, imprisonment, uh, charges, long stays in prison, et cetera. So that's happening while simultaneously this Chinese incident with the balloons is happening. 
Uh, China similarly has sent a lot of their their ships and and a lot of the military gear into the Taiwan Straits. Uh, are we watching potentially now the imminent invasion of tai- Taiwan by China? Boy, I hope not, Sean. I, I hope not. And and we've talked about this before. Uh, I, I really think so much of this, and you hate to say this because it's, it's about our great country and it's about the presidency, but <clears throat> I think the real concern here is when you have a president who projects weakness, bad guys around the planet do bad things. And, and that's, what, that's what concerns me because uh, there is such a contrast between the strength and the leadership we had with President Trump and, and, and frankly, what we have now in the White House. And I see it, and I know I've shared this before, but I never forget when, when tech, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was asked, Right after the Russians went into Ukraine, he was asked the question. He was doing an interview, and they said, Mr. Secretary, would this have happened under President Trump? And Secretary Pompeo gave the best answer. He said, the short answer is, I don't know. But I do know this. It didn't happen under President Trump. And I think that speaks volumes. And that, that frankly, is, is the problem we have today. And I think that the, the real concerns that Americans see. So um, let's hope that changes and that President Biden begins showing the strength that you're supposed to show as commander-in-chief versus what we've seen of late. And they knew everything about Hunter Biden. Now, with all of the money that is being reported in financial dealings with Hunter and China and Russia, um, we're talking about millions and, in one case, over a billion dollars in, in business deals with China, our number one geopolitical foe. Um, and we know that Joe Biden, in spite of what he said, in fact, did have conversations with Hunter and others about these foreign business dealings. Is it possible that the president himself is compromised in terms of, you know, how much money did the Biden family do in business deals with China and Russia? Don't we need to know that? And if so, uh, could that be clouding the president's ability to deal from a position of strength, especially if they have compromising materials on uh, Hunter Biden? Boy, I hope not, and and you'd like to think that wouldn't happen in our great country. Uh, but I will tell you this: this is why uh, Chairman Comer wants those suspicious activity reports, wants to know about these banking transactions. I mean, the names suggest everything. The Treasury compiles these reports because it's suspicious. There's there's strange things happening in the transfer of money from various accounts, and so he wants access to that to see to get an answer to the question. You just posed. I- well, well, then I have a follow up. Then, then why didn't the, the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop since December of 2019? Why didn't they authenticate it? There's, uh, according to every report I've read, there's evidence of crimes on that laptop. Well, well, even more, Sean. Why, why did they authenticate it? And why did they go tell Big Tech there's the be on the lookout for a hack and leak operation, basically priming the social media companies, prepping the social media companies for what I assume they anticipated was coming, a dump of the, you know, a, a story about the Hunter Biden laptop. I don't know. Did they just put the laptop on the shelf and not look at it? I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't have the answer to that. But those are things we would all like to know as Americans, because we know that what happened with big tech suppressing that story and shaping and molding the narrative, that had an impact on the 2020 election. We know that. We know that for sure, just as sure as you and I are talking. So that's why Mr. Comer wants to get access to the suspicious activity reports that Treasury won't let him have. Uh, so he wants to get access to those. <clears throat> that's why we're doing the investigations we're doing to get to the bottom of what the FBI was doing, what was really going on with not just them and Twitter. We know about that from, from, from Elon Musk, but what was happening with Facebook and some of the other platforms as well. I'd like to know why the FBI never corroborated it. I would. Uh, 
All right. Uh, Jim Jordan, Congressman, great state of Ohio, a chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Sir, we'll be hearing from you a lot in the days and weeks ahead. Thank you, sir. Great. Thanks. Right. Take care. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. You know, the great thing about my pillow products is simply they work. They work for me. I fall asleep faster, stay, stay asleep longer. You can, too. Right now, MyPillow is launching their MyPillow 2.0. Now, when Mike invented the original MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. And here we are two decades later. He's now using a new technology that makes the pillow even better. Now, the MyPillow 2.0 has their patented adjustable fill with the original MyPillow, just like it. But they now have a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. And the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, the smoothest, the coolest pillow that you're ever going to own. And you can say goodbye to tossing and turning and having to flip over your pillow at night to get to the cooler side of the pillow. And now's the perfect time to give it a try. MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free when you go to the Sean Hannity Square at MyPillow.com. It's washable, dryable, made with temperature-regulating technology. It's 100% made in the U.S. It has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square, get this buy one, get one free offer for MyPillow 2.0, or call 800-919-6090. Mention my name, Hannity, from MyPillow.com. Today and tomorrow. Don't miss one day. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Linda, you're going to love this. A professor now has called for uh, animals to be represented in court and join humans as co-creators of this wonderful world. What do you think? I'm sorry. What? Where is this happening? It's on FoxNews.com. No, I mean, and where it, in the world is this professor from? Good grief. That's a good question. I'd like it's to ridiculous. know. ridiculous. All right, I want to talk about something that's much more interesting and more fun for our audience and not crazy like this loony professor. Um, I want to remind everybody we have our contest going on with Gold Co. sponsored by Gold Co. You go to Hannity.com for info and rules. It's sponsored by them, and you can win up to $500 worth of one-ounce American Silver Eagle coins. So go there now. You can enter every single day, and we'll announce our third winner this Friday. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. We'll get a quick hit on the economic news with Steve Moore at the bottom of the half hour. We'll update you on uh, what's happening in Palestine, in Ohio, and uh, get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN. we got an amazing Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. Set your DVR on the Fox News channel. News, I promise, you'll never get from the media mob, including uh, Sarah Carter in East Palestine. Less big government. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. Our number, you want to be a part of the program. Uh, I've been telling you about our friends at Lone Star Transfers for some time now. Now, if you have a a timeshare and you've tried to book your own timeshare, you know that's become almost impossible for many, many clients uh, as people are shocked to learn that their timeshare is now available to the public, which severely limits your booking options, and many owners are really ticked off that their yearly dues yet again have nearly doubled during the maintenance fee season. The antidote, the answer, 
is uh, our good friends, the only people I trust at LoneStarTransfer.com, a family-owned business. They have helped thousands and thousands and thousands of timeshare owners legally, permanently get out of their never-ending timeshare fees. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, over 900 five-star testimonials. Their clients know that Lone Star Transfer is the only company they can trust, and they guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. Anyway, give my friends a call right now at LoneStarTransfer.com. Uh, it'll, they'll give you a free, no-obligation consultation. The number is 833-594-0075, 833-594-0075. You know, if you listen to the mob in the media, inflation at 6.4% somehow is a good number. They don't even listen to their own, their own Fed chair acknowledging that the central bank has, quote, a long way to go to reach a target inflation rate. Remember, the administration of Joe Biden inherited 1.4% in terms of the consumer price index. Uh, and what we're finding out is it is having a devastating impact on American families. I mean, it just it is what it is. Inflation is way up. Wages are way down. I told you yesterday, Lawrence Summers, who's, who's been pretty accurate throughout the, uh, the Biden economic years and, and ahead of the curve, um, former Treasury Secretary under Obama, saying that consumers are running out of cash, businesses are cutting costs, and geopolitical uncertainty on the rise. And he says combined, he's warning these very large risks could spark an economic crash. He said, quote, I think the economy is now vulnerable to a moment where these things all come together, and it's like walking off the ledge sometime in the middle or later part of this year. He said it on a station in Boston. He said, we've had all the experience of of taking a course of, of, of drugs and then giving up and stopping the drugs before the course was exhausted simply because we felt better. Then whatever infection we had came back, and it was harder to fight the second time. So he's not wrong, but if you look at today's report, Electricity up another 12%, fuel oil up another 28%, natural gas up 27%, groceries up 11.3%, and rents, which have been going up astronomically, up another 8.6%. So if you want to keep your lights on, food on your table, have a roof over your head, you're paying more uh, in Joe Biden's America. And meanwhile, uh, Joe is about to take our depleted strategic petroleum reserves and sell another 26 million barrels after he depleted them uh, because he viewed it as a natural, a national emergency that Democrats polling in large part because of his record high gas prices, uh, you know, was was an emergency from his perspective. It's supposed to be for a real emergency. Anyway, so inflation takes another unexpected jump, but that's not what the administration will tell you. Uh, they'll tell you the economy is strong, just like the border is secure. OK, sure. Here's what they say. Today, I'm happy to report that the state of the union and the state of our economy is strong. On Friday morning, when I was over with the president in, this, in South Court, um, he, he, he said this, so I will just say what he said on Friday, which is that the state of the economy is strong. Uh, and that, you know, you see that in the lowest unemployment rate in 53 years. You see that in the most jobs created in the last two years. Continue to build on an ec economy uh, that uh, that is working, that because of the president's policy. Uh, we have an economy that's showing continued 
resilience, resilience in the labor market, resilience in consumer balance sheets, as Jamie was just mentioning. But beyond the savings rate, we're also seeing historically low rates of credit card delinquency, historically low rates of mortgage uh, concerns. And so that suggests uh, a resilience in, in households balance sheets as well. What I'm most excited about is people are starting to feel a sense of optimism as they see the impact of the achievements in their own lives. I, who is he talking to? Because I don't know anybody that's optimistic about this economy. Steve Moore uh, is going to give us his headline on all of this. Economist, author of Trumponomics. Sir, how are you? Welcome back. Hello, I'm not optimistic. <laughs> oh, I don't know anybody that is. <laughs> I mean, by the way, I have to admit, you know, I don't like to admit when I'm wrong, but I was wrong about this inflation report. I mean, I, I thought we were, had, you know, maybe turned the corner on inflation. And what this, I think this uh, report that came out this morning in the cases, we haven't turned the corner. And even with all these Fed, I mean, how many times have they raised rates? Eight times, I think, uh, in the last uh, six to nine months. And yet the inflation isn't going away. Uh, 61% of the American people rate the economy as bad, <laughs> not good. And I want to just um, accentuate one point that you made. Family finances are a mess right now. Uh, you've seen this report on Fox News that more and more Americans are now having to dig into their 401k plans, the money in their 401k retirement nest egg plans to pay their bills. Now, you know this, Sean, that's a terrible way to pay your bills because you have to pay an enormous penalty if you take No, you, you, get, you get clobbered on both ends of that, and, and you're losing your retirement, which, exactly. you know, for many people, how many decades have they been spending building it up? Yeah, now, the other thing people are doing because of this financial stress is they are... Um, they are racking up credit card debt. And you and I have talked about this over the last number of months, but it keeps getting worse and worse. We're now at a trillion dollars of credit card debt. And that's also a bad way to pay your bills because, you know, the credit card interest rates can be as high as 25%. So people, you're right, people are financially stressed and squeezed. And for Joe Biden to get up there on that stage and say how wonderful things are, that this is the days of, you know, wine and roses, I don't think the American people are buying it. Explain to people what will that we're in a very interesting time in terms of a 10-year Treasury versus a one-year Treasury bond and what the yield is. So this is called an inverted yield curve. And what it, what it shows is that the um, long-term interest rates are actually lower right now than the shorter-term interest rates, which is... In other words, if you, if you put in, let's say, a $1,000 in a 10-year treasury, um, that rate will be lower, that annualized rate in terms of return will be lower than if you did it for one year. That's exactly right. And so that's usually a sign of pessimism. There's your pessimism. People are just worried about about uh, where things are going in the future. Um, I, I just see it you know, all the time. I mean, the one positive thing in the economy is the jobs market. There are jobs out there. But look at the layoffs. My goodness. And once those large companies start laying off workers, you know, that starts to impact the medium-sized businesses and the lower-sized businesses. So uh, it all goes back, though. It all circles back. Why are we in this crisis? I believe that the match that lit this forest fire, Sean, was the massive $4.5 trillion that Biden came in and spent and borrowed, which is just it, – it is it – is, pumping all of this cheap money in the economy, paying people not to work, lowering the output of goods and services, and putting us in this kind of economic cycle of despair.
Do you agree what I just said uh, that Lawrence Summers is predicting here? It's like, you know, the economy's vulnerable to this this geopolitical uncertainty, um, consumers running out of cash, businesses cutting costs, and that there is a moment where this can all walk off the ledge in the in the middle or latter part of this year. Do you share that pessimism? I don't know when it's going to happen. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to happen in three months or six months or nine months or a year or two years from now. What I do believe, and I hope I'm wrong on this, is that we are going to see a financial crisis. And it's going to happen because this is what always happens when you get both the government massively in debt and, as you just said, consumers in debt, that you can't keep doing that. And so that's why it is so urgent that, we get control of the spending. I am totally with Kevin McCarthy. We cannot pass a debt extension. It would be incredibly financially irresponsible to just give another credit card extension to Joe Biden. Does that make any sense, Sean? I'm no, sure. absolutely none. None. I mean, you know, can you imagine, Sean, if you went into a bank and let's say your business was losing money and so you needed a, a loan or you needed a, an extension of your credit with the with the bank, the, what's the first question they would ask you? How are you going to get out of debt? Biden doesn't have a response to that. Thirty two trillion dollars in debt that goes to our kids and grandkids. It's that simple. Um, let me ask it on a more mac, uh, micro level. Because there are a lot of people listening to this program, and and like two-thirds of the rest of the country, they're living paycheck to paycheck. What advice do you have for them? I got criticized because I said the only two things I can think of is spending less and bringing in more money. And the way you bring in more money means you you may have to take a second job. You you know, things that I've, I've done at different points in my life, um, you know, when I, when I didn't have any money. Uh, it's not an alien thought to me, but and the fact that I said it and people criticized me for it. Well, people, Hannity said you need to get your ass to work more. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, that's what I did. Um, you know, I didn't think it was that unusual to offer as advice. What do you tell people that are struggling that don't want to tap their retirement savings, uh, but yet they're not making ends meet every month? Well, people are going to have to do what government doesn't do and should do, which is people are going to have to tighten our belts. These are tough times. <laughs> you know, Joe Biden is, is spending our money uh, on government programs uh, that are you've seen literally hundreds of billions of dollars of waste fraud, uh, stolen money from these programs. Nobody in Washington does a damn thing about it. It's so it's so infuriating to me. How dare Joe Biden ask people to pay more taxes when they can't even figure out where all the money is going? So I know that's not an exact. Well, no, nobody even seems to realize on January 1st, he raised taxes on oil, gas, coal, pensions and uh, 225 billion on corporations. I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars of new taxes and no. And it impacts everybody that makes under four hundred thousand dollars a year. And nobody seems to want to talk about it. And it means less jobs for Americans. So I think the answer to your question is people need to, you know, you can't keep borrowing, folks. I mean, borrowing is gets you into big trouble. Uh, I agree with you. Look, uh, get take a sec if you're not working and you could be working, get a job, <laughs> get a job now. And we, I talked to the people at the Bureau of Labor Statistics who you know run these numbers, and they're telling me, Sean, that there are essentially five million American missing American workers, people who could be and should be working who are not working uh, at the labor force participation rate we had under Trump. Now, why do you think that is? I'm going to answer my own question. I think a big reason 
I think you'd agree with me on this, is we're paying people not to work with all these Biden bucks, just sending money to people, and then they feel like they don't have to work. But that can't go on forever. That's my point. Well, I think that now is coming to an end, and then it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, Lauren Summers actually said for us to really get out of the economic situation we're in, we need unemployment for one year to be at 10 percent. We're nowhere near that number. Um, But what he's really predicting is the potential tipping point here if we have this convergence of events, which seems like a possibility. Uh, Steve Moore, appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Okay, thanks, Sean. Have a great day. Quick break. We'll come right back. We'll hit the phones and we'll update you on the situation of this what is now a, a chemical environmental disaster in Ohio, Ohio at the uh, Ohio-Pennsylvania border as we continue. You get up every morning with alarm clocks The biggest stories of the day with solutions to help move America forward. This is the Sean Hannity Show. I can't be humble like the Let's hit our busy phones. Philip is in Virginia. Philip, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hi. How are you doing, Sean? Good, sir. What's going on? Well, I mean, when you were talking with um, your last caller, in all honesty, our, we do not need Joe Biden to be spending any more of our taxpayer money on, like, the programs that your last caller mentioned. I mean, he has been so tight-knit with China that it makes a lot of Americans absolutely sick to their stomach. Well, let me say this, because I, I think you're raising a really good point here, is that Biden, I think, does not have any fundamental understanding of economics. He is he's he's given into an occultist radical agenda, regardless of the consequences. And in many ways, America now has unilaterally, economically speaking, disarmed. And they did that with Biden's energy policies. You see it in in pretty much every aspect. Every department of government is doing something green, associating every single decision with green. Um, And yet it's it's not helping the average American citizen. So um, I don't think there's anything you can point to that he is successful at. And I don't even know if the American people realize how bad this is and how bad this potentially can get. I'm I'm trying to warn this audience so that you can make preparations, you know, for a worst case scenario, because I'm pretty confident, unfortunately, that that's where we're headed. And the people in this audience are pretty sophisticated and pretty smart. And if you find yourself not making ends meet, I would I would strongly encourage you if you are physically, mentally able and you have the capacity to take on more work, more opportunity to bring in more money rather than, say, tapping into your your retirement savings, uh, you know, tightening the belt wherever you can. You know, I think these are all good ideas. I know somebody that sold, you know, their car because they could get a lot more than what they normally would have been able to get. And that's money in their pocket and decided to go with an older car for a small period of time. And, and you know what? Did it because it's just financial, financially a smart decision. I'm like, that makes sense to me. Uh, anyway, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. At the uh, top of the uh, next hour, we're going to go over this 
this economic disaster uh, that is uh, going on in Ohio and and why all these train derailments all of a sudden and where is Mayor Pete Pothole Pete isn't anywhere to be found. Many of you may not know this, but your home can actually be stolen. Have you ever heard that before? It's true. We have criminals all around the world. They're targeting American homeowners. The crime is called home title fraud. And what these hackers do is they discover the deed to your home is online. Everybody's everybody's deed is available online. And the th- these thieves then forge your signature on a document and claim you sold them your home. Then they borrow thousands and thousands of dollars against your home or they sell it to foreign investors. And you likely won't find out about it till a late notice occurs or you get a foreclosure notice on your home. Uh, and you may not know that your homeowner's insurance may not cover home title theft. Uh, even many common identity theft programs don't cover it. But home title lock does. And the instant they detect any suspicious activity, they're going to mobilize to help shout, shut it down. Now, you can first verify that your home is still in your name, absolutely free, no obligation, and then register for 30 days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code Sean. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, and make sure that your home is still in your good name. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 